This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics that you need to start your investing journey. Are you joining us for the very first time or is this the start of your investing journey? Well, before you dive into this episode with us, our feed is designed to go from the very beginning. So we strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. However, if you are feeling brave and just want to dive in, then of course, don't let us stop you. Here at Get Started Investing, we unpack all the jargon and the confusing bits. We hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating, and we want to have a good time along the way. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Uh, you're trying a new camera setup today, and I feel like all I can see is a lot of technology right in my eye line. But there's one other thing I can see in my eye line. And that is one of our oldest tenured employees here at Equity Mates. That's Darcy. Yes. Welcome, Darcy. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Ren, we are always improving here at Equity Mates. So, um, well, looking forward if to people are this. watching us on YouTube, they can tell us if it's an improvement or not. Yeah. And our video editor also tell us if it's improving or yeah. not. <laughs> So look, uh, to close out the year, it's our last Get Started Investing episode for the year before we get stuck into our summer series. Uh, we've got Darcy, who's a content manager here at Equity Mates, um, reached out what four or five months ago, um, came on and, and did an internship and now part of the team. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. Last time in studio. <laughs> yeah. So. Ooh. So we're going to have a chat with Darcy about uh, his investing journey. We'll start with the true or false game that we uh, always do when we get uh, members from the Get Started Investing community into the studio and then have a chat around 2022. Darcy is our crypto and and Dow (laughs) Dow NFT expert. So we're going to chat all things Dow's and crypto and then, um, yeah, just have a bit of fun. Let's start with uh, true or false, shall we? Let's do it. So uh, Darcy... We'll start at the very beginning of your investing journey. True or false, your very first investment has been your most successful. This is actually true. Um, Probably will be my most successful ever. I thought, how easy is this investing thing? The story was uh, a friend basically gave me a a mining specky tip, which is where my affection comes for mining speckies. We can touch on that later, but uh, my first investment was my most successful. What was the specky? Uh, it was a company called Spectrum Metals, uh, oh, okay. gold mining specky. Bought it at around two cents, and it jumped to twelve and a half okay. <laughs> within a few weeks. Nice, <laughs> nice, <laughs> insane. But yeah, 
looking back, it probably wasn't the greatest thing to start with because I was like, is this what happens every time? But learn a bit since then. I Do like you still have it? I was going to ask, I'm gonna, what's it done now? So it's now no longer listed. Uh, I think it was taken over. I sold out at about 11 cents or so. No longer listed. It was either taken over or deregistered, yeah, <laughs> one, yeah, of, one yeah. of the two. <laughs> so, Darcy, you true or false, you had a strategy in place before you got started. So this is false, following on from the previous story. Um, I kind of blindly followed a stock tip and I didn't really know what I was getting into. Growing up, didn't speak about investing much with my parents, which is no slight on them, but just wasn't something we really spoke about at home. So I didn't have much of a strategy in place at all when I started. True or false? And I think I know the answer to this given your very first investment, uh, but true or false, investing is as hard as you thought it would be? False again. Um, I think in some ways it can almost be too easy. Like it's just at your fingertips <laughs> these days. It's not in terms of returns, but just the, the that's ease. The, that's going to be the episode title. Uh, <laughs> investing is too easy. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, in terms of the ease of doing it, it's at your fingertips. Um, you can check and, and get news so quickly. So it wasn't as hard as I as I thought. And then uh, to close out, true or false, investing is like gambling. <laughs> We're off to, off to a bad start, but false, <laughs> uh, false. It, you can make it like gambling if you want, but if you if you invest the right way, I wouldn't compare it to gambling. Mm, nice. Nice. So, uh, Darcy, we'll start this conversation by talking about your investing journey, have a chat about what you're uh, planning uh, to do in 2022 as an investor, what you want to learn about, what you want to, I guess, uh, what rabbit holes you want to go down. And then we'll finish uh, with a conversation about one of the biggest rabbit holes that you've gone down this year and you've really led the Equity Mates team down, <laughs> and that is uh, DAOs, NFTs, Web3. Uh, you were the only Equity Mates team member that owned an NFT. Uh, someone's joined the team that also owns an NFT, but we'll talk all about that right at the end because otherwise we're just going to do a 45-minute episode on crypto. I think that's a good call, yeah. <laughs> so let's start at the very beginning. You told us the story of your first investment, a stock tip from a mate in a mining specy stock. What could be more Australian than that? Um, but tell us the story around that. Why did you decide that you wanted to get started investing and how did you actually go about it? I was about 21 and this was one of my uh, best friends from, from uni down in Melbourne. Shout out to you, Will McFarlane. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he he sort of had just started dabbling in investing and he's a geologist himself. So he was sort of reading a lot of, um, a lot of mining reports and working in a gold mine in, in Bendigo in Victoria. So he um, he sort of came across this this company, liked some of their results and and said you know you should you should have a look at this, but yeah not to throw him under the bus he did he did give me some good good advice too, he got me onto the Equity Mates podcast um, and that's when I started listening sort of yeah four years ago or so, and the story behind it was I I was a little bit reluctant to to follow him in but I sort of put together five hundred dollars. Um, put it in and I was pretty hooked after that, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, it, it was obviously not the ideal way to start, but it, it turned out well and, and it just you got made, me. Yeah. You made six times your money in a few weeks. Like that is the ideal way to start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not throwing you under the bus there. <laughs> I, I think so. I bought them on, say, a Wednesday. They were at 2.5 cents and 
by Monday the next week, they were about eight cents. I couldn't believe it. If yeah. anything, anyone who knows this guy, it will now be blowing up his phone and yeah. the next one. <laughs> we still chat all the time about, about okay. mining speckies. Oh, so you'll be able to tell us the next yeah. one. <laughs> uh, so Darcy, thinking back to when you started and, and through to now, what are some of the most uh, important resources that you use that you find really helpful to get information? Outside of Will. <laughs> Outside of Will. So for me... Um, um, I really love reading and and especially keeping up to date with sort of the news and what's going on in the world. So for me, one of the best resources there is Twitter. Always scrolling Twitter. Uh, my feed is full of sport and investing <laughs> investing resources. But I find it a, re- a really interesting feed just to keep up to date with what's going on. Yeah, other than that, books. I, re- I read a few, read books, um, listen to podcasts and every now and then a few YouTube videos. But I think just, yeah, things like the AFR, um, keeping up to date with what's what's happening in the investing world and, and chatting with you guys in the office too. Mm. <laughs> so one of the most common questions we get is what broker should I sign up with? You don't have to tell us which broker you use if you don't want to, uh, but how did you make that decision? Like how did you decide where you were who are you going to sign up with? Yeah, so w- when I started, it was sort of on convenience for me. So I'm with ComBank and um, thought the easy option was ComSec. Uh, so I signed up with them, not really realising that $30 a trade was ridiculous. Um, and I, I still have some, I still hold some shares on ComSec, but I'm now in the process of switching them across. Um, I use Stake for international shares. I also use Spaceship for more of like a core portfolio and then um, other platforms I use are SwiftX for crypto purchases, OpenSea for NFTs (laughs) and then I I do dabble in a few staking platforms for my my crypto um, which we can probably touch on later. Yeah, we'll put a pin in that. (laughs) I think saying that ComBank uh, $30 is ridiculous, it is ridiculous now but back when we started investing there wasn't really much alternative to be honest. There was certainly this, you know, superhero wasn't around, steak wasn't around, spaceship wasn't around, raise wasn't around. You're really aging, you're dating yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That was only like six years ago. Yeah, there was some, there was like, like CMC and IG and stuff, but no one really. Nothing that's as cheap as we're seeing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've mentioned some platforms there. You mentioned the core, the spaceship. So building a bit of a core portfolio, no doubt you're dabbling in a bit of a satellite approach as well. How did you figure out what investing style worked for you and how would you describe yourself as an investor? I'm pretty aware that I've probably been quite lucky with my investing so far. And outside of the COVID crash a couple of years ago, the the climate has been really friendly to investors. So I do have a higher risk tolerance being being young and and I've kind of tried to take advantage these last few years of, of a really friendly investing climate. But I'm kind of in the process now of switching to less satellite and more of a core portfolio approach. Yeah, just just sort of de-risking my portfolio. And as I've kind of built built a little bit more wealth, I guess, um, I'm trying to put that into less risky assets and, and sort of hold it there for the long term. Mm. I'm still at the stage where I check my portfolio every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 learned, I definitely learned things throughout that COVID crash. Um, that was the first market downturn I'd experienced and I did panic on a few things. Um, a few stocks that I had in the green, I was like, I'm going to take profits now and, and sold them. Sure, they went down a bit, but a few of those were afterpay, which I sold oh, around no. $15. <laughs> um, 
bet makers at 15 cents, which was around a dollar recently and another oh, lithi- lithium company. <laughs> so I've, I don't think I've really sold a stock since and I'm just really, really trying to, to um, restrain myself. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. What I'm hearing is you've picked some good stocks. I have. I've, I've had a few, a few good stock picks, a few good stock tips. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I've found a few, few good winners um, and, and obviously holding for long, long term now. It, it sounds like you're, you know, moving into the core, uh, more into the core, I guess, thinking a little bit more long term, maybe being a little bit more sensible or de-risking might, might be the way Correct. To, <laughs> to phrase it. Uh, I guess, what's the motivation behind that? Do you have like a goal that you're working towards? Um, how do you think about sort of setting your portfolio up for the next however many years? As I'm sure the same the same goal with a lot of people is is financial freedom, but on a deeper level, I really enjoy investing. So it's it's something that I'm passionate about and and find really fun. Just sort of keeping up to date with with some of the best companies around the world, um, business leaders, and kind of just yeah, just seeing who's at the edge of innovation. It's a really really good way to I guess open your eyes up to the world. Yeah, there's there's a few more specific goals I have. I'd love to get into the property market. At this stage, it won't be for a personal property in Sydney, but maybe something like an investment property a few years down the track is something I'd think about. Another style that I've recently begun is with a group of friends, we've set up an investment trust. Um, okay. Interesting. Which, which has been really fun. There's uh, seven of us from sort of all different parts of, of Australia. Um, we kind of all met in Melbourne, but we each put in a, about $1,000 or so each quarter. We have a meeting with a stock picture stock pitch each so we come to the meeting and, and pitch our stock and it's a really good way for us to look into companies helps our presenting skills and then we kind of decide on on what might our favorite might be that's cool. and, and we buy it so it's called canary wharf capital <laughs> <laughs> um but that's that's a lot of fun yeah nice have they taken any of your stock pitches yet? We bought uh, Satire, which, which is <laughs> nice. one that I've liked for a little while. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, and other than that, uh, that, was, that was all I took How's from. it performing? We're going well. Um, we've had some, some good winners and a couple that are down. We bought a stock called 4DX, which, is like a, which hasn't performed too well. But other than that, um, I think we've got City Chic in there. Uh, satire, a few retail things. Yeah, but yeah, the next the next couple of years will be interesting to see where we can take that. How do you make the decision about when to sell? We haven't sold a stock yet, um, okay. but I'm sure that'll come. Yeah, as we have meetings, we kind of discuss how we want to balance and yeah, rejig the portfolio. Perfect, love that. Yeah, there's so many of these around. The you know, I hear about one of these. You know, at least once once a month, some group getting together and young group as well, which is really good. So Darcy, um, before we take a look at 2022 and NFTs and all that jazz, uh, we're just going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
you've got the investment trust with your mates. Um, you're rejigging your portfolio a bit towards a more, more core approach. What other things are you going to focus on in 2022? Yeah, so as as mentioned, looking to sort of rebalance my fo- portfolio, but also maintain my dollar cost averaging. So every week I put an amount of money into Spaceship and also SwiftX crypto. So I do dollar cost averaging and I'm going to keep doing that, potentially bump up um, that a little bit as I you know make a little bit more money. And then, yeah, other than that, I guess just... That's really it. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't have to be anything more. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, just keep building the wealth. Yeah. Nice, nice. So with your – is part of you shifting to de- like de-risking your personal portfolio because you're going to take more risks in this unit trust? <laughs> There's a few reasons that I'm looking to de-risk, one of which is I don't think that the current – sort of um, rate of the share market is going to continue. You know, I'm realising there are some great ETFs, some great indexes to follow out there that probably are going to give better returns than I can pick um, in these next couple of years. If I find great companies and if we we interview great people on the podcast, I'm sure there'll be companies we come across that that I'll have a little dabble in. But yeah, you should pitch um what was the one that Yen got really excited about? Trans Trans time, yeah. yeah. Similar scientific. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got those on the watch list. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And the reason I ask about de-risking in the unit trust is there's what, seven mates? Hmm. How do you decide like your investment philosophy and your risk as a group? Because it's it's one thing to do it personally, to be like, this is what I believe, but I guess having to actually sit down and have that conversation with a group of people and agree on an investing philosophy is probably a lot. It requires more than just thinking in your head, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely right. And that's a, that's a good question. We've got a pretty diverse mix of people in the group. So we've got um, someone studying medicine, we've got someone working in finance, we've got a lawyer, we've got two farmers, and then we've got a geologist and myself, the content manager. So, <laughs> <laughs> So um, it, it is a tough balance at times and, and we get a whole range of stocks. Like we'll get, you know, biotech, we'll get some agricultural stocks, um, we'll obviously get some mining speckies. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it really is a balance and it's just about kind of hearing out the other the other people and being open to, to sort of looking at new industries, looking at new companies. And generally our decisions come down to who makes the best pitch and who can kind of convince mm. convince the others that, that this is going to be a good investment. So we take a vote and then kind of we go with it. As we go on, we'll probably be a little bit more stringent and maybe have to have more of a policy. But at the moment, it's a bit kind of like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll figure it out. I mm. think, yeah, as you develop, put more money in and f- figure out what works and that sort of stuff, you might develop a bit more of a strategy. Yeah, for sure. What, one um, annoying thing, we paid our first tax bill last month and oh, yeah. our tax bill was like a quarter of the size of our portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we haven't sold any stocks, I couldn't quite work it out. But Investing is all about the learning journey. That's what we're all about here at Equity Mates, um, getting better as each year goes on. So what do you... What are some of the things that you want to get better at next year and, and focus in on? There's so much I don't know um, and I'm, I'm really aware of that, but I love love learning and, and sort of consuming more information. I think one of the key things that I'm looking to learn more about is international international markets. So as we speak about on the show, Australia is 2% of the global stock market, so don't limit yourself to 2% of the opportunity. So definitely looking, looking at the States, which I have a, a little bit of exposure there, but 
definitely emerging markets, um, kind of Europe, kind of just having a more worldwide view. Um, mm. There are some amazing companies overseas and in Australia, but I think it's good to, to look across the world. So yeah, that'd, that'd be a key thing that I'm looking to to do over the next year. You can open up Equity Mates Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Darcy, you are the uh, you're a content manager, but also informally head of NFTs um, <laughs> here at Equity Mates. You own more NFTs than anyone that I'm aware of uh, at Equity Mates. I think equal first. Equal, yeah. equal first. <laughs> you recently bought into an NFT, non fungible token. Uh, apologies for the jargon if you've just joined us for the first time and have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, we are about to dive into the world of cryptocurrencies and Web three. We have done, I think, a couple of episodes previously on uh, crypto during Crypto Week. So if you'd like a refresher on what we're going to be talking about now, go back and listen to that. However, let's get stuck in. You've bought an NFT. What's the story? Yeah, I have. So I'm really curious about crypto and and like to sort of get a little bit of skin in the game because I feel like that's a really good way to learn. So um, OpenSea, which is a platform which you can buy NFTs on, uh, is somewhere I, I kind of look through look through different artworks and collections. And I'd sort of heard of this collection uh, called Show Deer, which is by an artist called Chris Bigalki from Portland in the United States. And he is uh, sort of a painter and drawer who did a series of collections from 2008 uh, until 2020. So they're all on sort of canvas or painted, but he's turned them into NFTs and he's going to release 1,000 pieces over a period of time but each Monday he releases about 10 of them so it, they're kind of hard to get your hands on on Monday because the demand is quite high for them but I, I woke up really early on one Monday morning uh, which is Sunday in the States and yeah bought my first NFT which was called Fierce Competition um, nice. it's like a tiger coming out of the sky <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm really I'm actually really into the art and it is an investment, but I'm I'm also happy holding the art for for a little while, and it's my phone background currently. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I just find these this artwork really cool, and the way I, I sort of bought it um, was I sent Chris a message on Twitter, and I said I'm really into your art. Would love to would love to buy one of your pieces, and he responded saying. Thanks so much. Um, you know, put in an offer and I'll accept it. Uh, I like having individual owners rather than people that buy a lot of the collection. So he sort of sort of helped me out there and, and I'm now an NFT owner. Nice. nice. And so has it gone up in price? So the floor price is higher than I bought it. Floor price, floor price is the sort of minimum price that they're selling for at the moment. But I'm sort of going to wait until all 1,000 of the pieces are released. He's about 650 of the way through now. But I'm hoping as they've finished release, uh, as they've all been released, they'll kind of become a little bit more valuable and sought after. Um, and then I'll look to offload. And so just for like back to basics, when you buy an NFT, you, are you literally just sent a link and a PDF? <laughs> Great question. PDF. <laughs> so, what is it? So I have a, a account on OpenSea and you can see your collection of pieces. So I've got two pieces in my account. Honestly, anyone could go on to my account and take a screenshot of my NFT. I might do that after this. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> but yeah, I do get a, a piece of ownership. So I got an email saying, you know, you're the owner. Um, obviously, I decide if I want to sell it, I can put a bid price up there. So I could say I want to sell this for a certain amount of 
Ether or Ethereum and someone could um, buy it at that price or I could put um, I could allow people to bid on it and then I can accept an offer. But at the moment, it's not up for sale. Nice. Fascinating go. space. <laughs> do you consider it an investment? I do. Okay. Yes. Yeah. What's next? What's next? <laughs> well, that, that sort of, you know, that was a nice little dabble. We, we can speak about Web3 and DAOs, which I honestly have no idea about. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, we've had a bit of fun in the office over the last few weeks. Um, we had a, had a meeting with with someone recently who suggested this uh, DAO, which is a decentralised autonomous organisation, essentially a, a group of people on the internet with like a common purpose. Um, and and we came across one called Klima, which is uh, trying to, to drive up the price of carbon assets um, and, you know, hopefully, I guess, speed up the, speed up our realisation that we need, to, we need to act on climate change. We got into a DAO recently and, and it hasn't gone too well, but... <laughs> it's, no. Has it not gone well? No. <laughs> I think we're down 50%. Climate is, climate is tanking. It's yeah. tanking. Yeah. Damn. But it's all part of it. It's all part of it. Hey, we're yeah. doing our bit to fight climate change though, so that's something. <laughs> exactly right. ESG investing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for someone looking to get into this, um, you've mentioned the artists there over in Portland, USA. Of all of the NFTs on Open Seas, like how how did you research this? What led you to this particular piece of art? Yeah, so I kind of trawl through the explore page on Open Sea, and um, and I look at uh, basically just look through all the art, and if I see things I like, I might click on them, see who the artist is. You can kind of Google their name or go on their profile and see what sort of stuff that they that they make. The other one again, I mentioned Twitter. You can kind of see what's trending on Twitter. Um, looking up hashtags, NFTs, things like that. And there's there's quite a few valuable people on on the app, yeah, which, who sort of, I guess, I get a lot of information from. Um, so trawling through Twitter, searching up artists, and then, and then, I guess, getting a bit of skin in the game. I kind of just wanted to buy that first NFT. And then from there, you kind of, you're sort of forced to learn a yeah, bit more yeah. about it. Just like the stock market. Once you're in, you're in, and then it all kind of starts um, growing. For from sure, there. Yeah. some skin in the game. Yeah, Open Seas is going to IPO next year. I heard this. Yeah, is that, on, is that on your watch list? I'll, I will be putting it on the watch list. I think it's a pretty cool platform. Um, yeah, don't want to get too complex, but there's quite high fees on there, which I don't like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe there'll be another alternative to Open Seas soon. Okay. Well, Darcy, before we close the. Lev- Final episode of the year uh, before summer series, of, co- of course. Um, I guess we can throw it over to you. We've been pumping you with questions. Do you have anything for us, given that, um, you know, we're all in this together? I do. So <laughs> I've been a listener for years and I've been waiting for this moment <laughs> to, to get the studio here. Got to unleash. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So these aren't exactly investing related, but I wanted to ask you guys, a few things. The first of which, if you could interview anyone in the world at the moment, who would it be? Jeez, uh, anyone in the world. I mean, the obvious answer is Buffett, but after Charlie Munger's display at the Hearts and Minds conference last week, <laughs> I don't old. know how good an interview that would be. Great. I mean, I'd love to get Obama on. Don't know what we'd talk about, but I'd just love to chat to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to interview like one of the big tech guys, like a Zuckerberg interview would be pretty interesting. Yeah, or, true. Or a or a Larry or Sergey or um one of the big like the guys who run Sequoia or I, yeah, just 
Yeah, that'd be pretty fascinating. Cuban would be good. Cuban, yeah. yeah. Honestly, um, Trump would be good content. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my role now to make it happen. <laughs> True. In Australia, John Hampton said no to us a few times. We'd love to get him on. He has, yeah. yeah. The thing is, you often find, though, it's the guys that you don't have the big reputation that are often the best interviews. Yeah. Um, like Yen. Yeah. 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 Or maybe reputation in our circles anyway. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. often think of, oh, you know, big fish that everyone's spoken to and they've done 10,000 interviews before, but it's the guys who haven't done so many interviews but are really passionate and good at their craft that you get a really good interview yeah. out of. Yeah, mm, um, for sure. It's finding those people that's tricky. Mm. Yeah. And another one for you, uh, who would you say is at the pinnacle of the podcast world and why? Bryce. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> pinnacle of the podcast world. Well, it, for me that stretches across like many different genres, but if I think about the genre that we're in at the moment, Patrick O'Shaughnessy, he started out with a podcast called Invest Like the Best. Firstly, he runs a fund um, off the back of his dad. And so he's been running a podcast called Invest Like the Best and is now has copied the Equity Mates business model and gone, <laughs> and, and gone into creating a financial podcast network. Yeah. And has uh, Business Breakdowns, which is another amazing podcast, and has now gone into Web3 Breakdowns. Uh, he's also got a couple of others around um, like entrepreneurship and that sort of stuff. Mm. And his numbers are amazing. He's a really good interviewer and his flow of guests is incredible. Yeah. Um, very well connected. So he's doing, I think, a really good job of um, making a lot of things accessible for us. He's at the top of his podcast game. Yeah. I would say... Ma Mayor Friedman and Mamma Mia is probably like the best podcast independent podcast production house in Australia and the shameless girls are pretty good at what they do yeah. as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do either of you have sort of a business leader or CEO that you really admire and, and you try to kind of emulate in, in building equity mates media? No, no. Bryce actually has this mantra that every CEO before him sucks. And he says that to himself <laughs> no. in the mirror every day. <laughs> well, Ren can't answer this because he's not a CEO. So, <laughs> so <laughs> cut him out. <laughs> I don't have one that I'm trying to emulate yet because I think um, I think your leadership style changes and you know the role of like. The CEO kind of changes and and whatnot as our business is going to grow, right? There's only five people in the team now, yeah, and yeah. it's still very, very, very much everyone is making decisions together, and yeah. So I think that'll change as we hopefully grow the team to fifty or a hundred people, or whatever. But the best CEO I've worked with or had exposure to anyway is, um, and Ren's going to have a laugh at this because I say it all the time, but is Brad Banducci at, oh. at Woolworths. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Big Brad. He's, he's, um, in, in t the, the way that, um, he would set just such a clear strategy and could see, see like where he wanted to take the business over a long period of time and just didn't worry so much about the here and now and, and, um, get, getting caught up in the moment. I think that's really important to just, remain focused on grinding it out over a long period of time but having that strategy in place. He was an amazing thinker. Well, if I can't say CEOs, I'm going to say uh, Paul Allen and Steve Wozniak because they did all the work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> well, Darcy, um, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on, sharing your investing journey with the Get Started Investing community. We love hearing how um, – Everyone is sort of tackling the markets um, and, and sort of figuring out what's, what's ahead. 
no doubt that uh, NFTs and DAOs and, and crypto are going to be a conversation that continues in the office and we'll hopefully be able to share that with our community as we go next year as well because no doubt a lot of people want to um, hear about that stuff. But, um, you know, it's great to have you part of the team. We're looking forward to 2022. Thanks, guys. Really enjoyed that. Thanks for having me. And a massive shout out to all of you guys, our community members out there for the Get Started Investing community for the support for for this year. Uh, it's been an awesome year here at Equity Mates and uh, we feel like we've been lucky enough to share a lot of uh, stories uh, from members of the community throughout the year and those stories only continue throughout the summer series. So stick around because over the next six weeks, We're going to be asking some of the big questions that all beginner investors want to know, things around best resources, mistakes you've made, uh, things you wish you knew before you started. So we've uh, got about 20 community members sharing their tidbits or thereabouts. Um, So stay tuned. But Ren, it's been awesome. Yeah. It's been fun. It has. And uh, we're going to be back next year bigger and better. We are after a well-deserved break for some of us (laughs) and just a break for you. (laughs) Enjoy the summer series and we'll be back uh, for the first episode, first week of Feb. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.